Hi, my name is Kevin Nichols. Hi, my name is Kingsley Black. Hi, my name's Rebecca Lowe. Hi, my name's Tony Thorpe. My name's Graham Alexander. I'm David Oldfield. Hi, my name's Steve Davis. My name's Carl Emerson. Hey, it's Emerson Boyce here. Hi, my name's Stephen Robinson. My name is Andy Kiwamia. And you're listening to my best... And you are listening to my best... To my best... 11 podcast. And you're listening to my best 11 podcast. Welcome to My Best 11 podcast. Today we are joined by an ex-international Palace, um, I'm going to say this, Palace legend because I know he gets invited to quite a few of those legendary games. Um, Played for Villa, QPR, Tottenham, Swindon, spent a bit of time in Spain um, and as well as playing some time up in Scotland as well. Today we are joined by Andy Gray. How are you Andy? Yeah, I'm fine thanks mate. You? Yeah, fantastic, fantastic. Marvin, you've got a big grin on your face, as ever. Um, uh, I, I'm just going to... Are you looking forward expect. to this one? Right, okay. I don't know, I don't know what to expect. I, I, I mean, I know Andy from probably my early days at Luton from Mitchell's, because Mitchell was, was good friends with Andy, Mark Bright, Ian Wright, and so I was like a, a, a bit of a younger where Mitchell sort of like took me underneath his wing and showed me... The, the, the bright lights of London and I suppose that's probably where I encountered Andy and, and some of the other players who were on the London scene back then I suppose that's fair to say isn't Andy I think yeah yeah no definitely definitely because you, you use like Mitchell's clone because you used to wear your trousers right up to there and you used to take your money out of your back pocket like that <laughs> <laughs> Oh, the fashion, the fashion back then in the eighties. But we'll keep, we'll keep to the stories from the field and for the games. We'll okay. leave those stories from from the nightclubs out. Um, I'm sure Marvin would be a bit embarrassed about those. Would you, Marvin? Or... No, not at all. Listen, you, you live by the sword, you die by the sword. What was exactly. the song? What was the song that got you on a dance floor then, Marv? When you used to go out with the boys, what was the song that got you out? I I never danced. I never. I didn't dance. I was not a dancer. I wasn't a dancer. Back in the day, no one danced really, did they? Really? No, nah, not really. Nah. Nah, not really. <laughs> but all the all the tunes back in the day were good anyway. So like yeah. I, I think I think any of them tunes back in the eighties, late eighties, they they were dancing. Any, anything anything Luther. Luther was the, the man, wasn't he? Luther was the man, I suppose. Yeah. Anything Luther Vanderos was would like get you tapping your toes and like nodding your head, sort of thing. And Moving a little bit side to side as you do, sort of thing. Taking you... your money out of your your wallet. because <laughs> <laughs> obviously because we had Vinnie on, Vinnie goes, Marv, you got to get you got to get Andy Gray on against because Vinnie speaks to Vinnie quite, quite a lot, don't you? Still, Vinnie Samway yeah. speaks to him quite a well, lot. Well, you know the funny thing, like I know I'm here to give my best eleven, but but me and Vinnie, right? We're like, I mean, every day, right? But we. When I say we speak, what he does, like I could text, well, I do, I, I WhatsApp him, I'm talking mad, like maybe 10 minimum every day, yeah? He won't reply to me, right? Because we play a game. This is our mad, and like you being a former footballer as well, you, you, you'll appreciate this. Like me and Vinny have got a persona about each other, right? 
where like I send voicemail say to it saying to him, Oh, Vin, I'm just getting on my private jet. I've got Rod Stewart at the back and Rod's going, All right, Vin. <laughs> so like we, we just got like a mad sort of like persona of each other where we sort of like take the Mickey. You know what it's like, like it's like yes. the, the drinking room, but we still do it to this day. Do you know what right. I mean? I send him mad things. He'll send me mad things. He won't. It could be like two weeks, right, Mark, that he won't uh, reply to me. But I'm still <laughs> constantly sending him and sending him voicemails, right? Like we're talking to each other. Do you know what I mean? It's just so you mad. Know reading them. You know he's reading them still. You know he's listening yeah. to them still. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, we're, um, yeah, we're, we're in contact all the time, me and Vinny. And... Uh, and uh, yeah, Vinny's a blinder, absolutely. And he's so funny, so funny, yeah, man. Top guy. Excellent, excellent. So we're here to talk about your best 11 players you ever set foot on a pitch with. We're going to jump straight in and first of all, look at the formation. How did you pick the players, Andy? How did you go about doing this? Have you gone with your heart, your head? Um, no, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a 4-4-2 man. Excellent. Old school. Old school 4-4-2. Yeah, I don't know about all these uh, Christmas tree formations and uh, uh, well, they, uh, I don't know. All the, I, I can't remember all these terminologies what they've got, but basically, it's um, get the ball up there as quick as possible, and uh, second man running from the midfield, and uh, yeah, the goals in the same place, the corner flags are in the same place, so yeah. You remind that, me of Mike. You remind me of Mike Newell. Mike, yeah. we had Mike Newell on. He was similar. Yeah, he was school. very old school. Why are we making this complicated? Scrap the acronyms. Scrap all that stuff. Football's football. That's what he was very much like. You the same? You thinking the same? Well, well, well put it this way: if you want to cook a he- an egg, yeah, you could take the the frying pan out of the the cupboard and put a bit of oil in, or put a bit of butter, whatever you want to do. And then basically put a bit of salt on it. But you get a chef who will flick the frying pan up, tap his hands, like do a little jig, and then put salt and pepper on it. Well, why? Just take the pan out of the <laughs> and put the egg on and just fry it. And then you know, like, how you want your egg. You want it sunny side up or you don't. It's just it's, it's simple. I, I don't know. I mean, like, listen, I was born in 64, so, like, with all the technology and all the madness was going on, all I know in life is yes, please, or no, or yes. That's the <laughs> fundamentals of life. Yes or no. Do you know what fair. I mean? So yeah, I don't fair, know. fair enough. So as we go through, um, we'll go through player by player. If you can give us some clues, if you can give clues about clubs or anything like that, so then the listeners and myself and Marv, can also yeah. see if we can guess the player. And then if you don't want to annoy anyone, feel free to give some honourable mentions after each position. Or if you don't care, don't worry. And you can feel free to tell any stories, funny stories about any players. Totally up to you. When we're going along, if we, when we mention the players, it's up to you. But we'll, we'll start off with goalie. So over to you, the goalkeeper's union, the craziest position on the pitch. It's, yeah, it's a toss-up between three, really, because right. obviously... If, if you know what, obviously, you know what clubs have been at, so you'll know what goalkeepers. Well, um, the, 
The first one would be is uh, he came down from um, from the West Country and uh, he had like a magnum moustache, which was like, <laughs> didn't really go too well for us Londoners. Uh, but he was somebody that was very, very good. Yeah? Yeah. Did you play with him at QPR? No. Oh. He's a Rotherham boy. Oh, is he? Okay. Yeah. If you're talking about who I think you are, just give us clues for the one you're picking, Andy. Don't worry about yeah. the rest. Just give us clues for the one you're definitely going for. <clears throat> the one I'm going for, good game, good game, good game. Bro, I mean, Bruce Forsyth. Yeah. I got a mustache. Oh, no, no, that's, that's the other one. Um, it's saying. not semen. Nope. Think, oh, go give us another clue. Give us another different, another clue. Um, Perry Suckling. Nah, Suckling, Suckling committed suicide after he let nine in against Liverpool, bruv. So. <laughs> <laughs> give us another, give us another clue. For the, for the um, he come on on he come as a sub in a in a final which they won. Ian Walker? Nah, Ian Walker. That, 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 that Ian, Ian, Ian Walker. He done all his money on uh what's his name's Mrs. Now. Uh what's his name? Uh Simon Bottle Glass Jordan. <laughs> what? <laughs> um Nigel Martin. Oh, nope. I, that's a good guess. I would have thought. Bloody hell. Spink? What club What club was he with him at? Nigel Spink. Yes. 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 Nigel Spink, well done. You played with well him done. at a couple of places, didn't you? No, just a, just a villa. Was he, was he not a palace? No, no, no. no, no. That Nigel was Martin was at palace. Oh, Nigel, Nigel Martin, yeah. So Nigel Spink is your goalie. Awesome. Yeah. What is, what's good about Spinky compared to the rest? I mean... We mentioned Seaman. Um, obviously, people like Martin. Nigel Martin. Yeah, there's some good keepers there. Yeah. Yeah. Thorsford. <clears throat> well, well, Torsford had, had Butterfingers. So, no disrespect to him, but lovely guy. Real nice guy. He's in the media now. I've seen him a few times when I've been on my European ventures. Um, and why I picked Spinksy was because out of the two, he was at the level what the two became, if you if you understand what I mean. So he, he already won a European championship at that age, played from, what, 81 till, till I played with him to 88, and he was still at Villa, like, uh, 90. So, yeah, so he was, like, kind of 10 years in front of these guys. <clears throat> with right. Roger Martin, he, he came down for one million, but he established himself, but very, very good goalkeeper. You knew he was going to be like a top-notch. Same with David Seaman when I went there uh, from Villa to Queen's Park Rangers. You knew uh, big hands and big chess man was going to be like proper. He didn't yeah. move so, He didn't move so quick, but um, he was good goalkeeper. Yeah. Made it look easy. Seaman, you mean? Seaman did, yeah. yeah. He made it look easy. I only yeah. found out the other day that David Seaman played 350 games before he went to Arsenal. Yeah, yeah. No, he, yeah. He, he that was incredible. I mean, I didn't yeah. realise he played that many before. Yeah. Like, you think he was just a couple of seasons at Leeds and a bit of QPR, yeah. and then he went there, and it was kind of no. He was full on. That's that's a good, that's an amazing career before you even get to Arsenal. 
Right. <clears throat> well, yeah. Well, if, if if you think about it, like what would have happened is like back in the day, then you had to prove yourself. It's like Marva tell yeah. you, people would say, um, like not one game, but like two or three seasons before someone would say, yeah, that's a good player. Yeah. It's not like today. Do you know what I mean? Like one good game, and you're some, on the back pages. Yeah, you're 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 a wonder kid. Do you know what I mean? But hey, on. Yes, no, definitely. So, Spinky in goal. Let's move to defence. Uh, let's go right back. Right back. You had, you played with some players, by the way. When we were doing our research, there's a lot of players you've got to choose from. Yeah, no, I, I, listen, I was fortunate to play with some very, very good players. But you know what? Right back, I, I'm going I'm to go straight into that because it's very difficult to kind of describe the right backs that I played with and the one that comes, well, which sticks out of my mind and he's a youngster and you're going to think, well, why is Richard Shaw? Yeah. A left, back, say, playing, yeah. a left back playing right back. And you played centre-half as well, didn't he? Sometimes. I mean, Yeah, Shaw's could play centre-half as well. Yeah. 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 Did he end up at, Q- did you end up at Coventry? Has I got the right person? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But he came through, did he come through Palace? I don't know too much about Shaw, actually. Did he come through Palace Academy? Yeah, he came through the youth team with um, um, the CID England manager. Uh, (laughs) uh, Yeah, Uh, who else? John Salako. So basically, they were my two kind of puppies, like, you know what I mean? Like, they used to, like, stick around me, like, Shawzy and... uh, and Solarco, like, and they used to, yeah, good, good kids, you know. And but see, back then, Marva uh, second, it is like you would help him, you know, you would give him advice, and you'd like take a shine to him. Do you know what I mean? Where I don't think it's like that nowadays. I really no. don't. I mean, what type of thing do yeah. you do? What, what? I mean, obviously, as a senior player, you got a couple of kids coming through. What did you take on your role as? I know there's the normal kind of the standard stuff we know about cleaning boots, learning about routine, structure, that type of thing. But I mean, was it a case of giving them some advice and tips on when they get older or what did you, what would you say your main role was? Well, main role was it's, it's like a natural where like, you know, like if, if you, if you go in a group, <clears throat> you're not going to like everybody. Do you understand? So therefore you would sort of like see a couple of guys and you think, oh, yeah, he's all right. And then like, you know, you would give them your time. But but in that, you would abuse them. But then, (laughs) (laughs) you know what I mean, Mark? (laughs) Do you know what I mean? And they they won't take offence for it because they they know that's like you're giving them good, hard love. Do you know what I mean? So it, it... you might think, flipping out, what's he talking about? But like what I'm saying to you, you wouldn't let them get away with anything. So when you train and if they never passed the ball to you, you would sort of like have a proper go at them. But then the next minute you've got your arm around them. Do you know what I mean? Because you, you sort of like saying to them, well, you should be giving it here. So basically you're showing them the right passes rather than trying like be like uh, doing their own thing. Yeah. So you just sort of like, it's a more... It's old school mentality, but nowadays I suppose they call that bullying. But to this day, <laughs> oh, but who knows what is and who knows what's banter? What's oh, yeah. but that, you know, 
but going back to what Andy's just saying there, I mean, I, on the flip side, it's like Mitchell would go and meet, obviously, these guys, and it became, Marv, I'm going to London, I'm going like Covent Garden Market, and then go for a bite to eat afterwards. Do you know what I mean? So that sort of thing. And I just like go along and like be there and just like they buy me food and just show me the ropes. It's just like, I mean, talk about the, obviously a little yeah. bit about the game and just life in general. And that was what it's like, like a, a mentor sort of thing it was. Right. You know? okay, yeah. And then, yeah. and then when like Mitchell's bringing Marv to like, uh, to, to, to go out and have food and that, Mitch is, is basically saying to him, listen, doesn't, but it's like, like, um, he's like saying to Marv, Listen, I'm showing you all of this, but don't take the piss. You yes. get what I'm trying to say? Correct. It's like, you've still got to work hard. I'm just showing you another side. So, you know, you, you don't, like, think that you've made it because I'm t- like I'm a first-team player and I'm taking you. But 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 the main thing is, Mars knows that there's somebody there who cares about him, yeah. who wants the best for him. So that's... But it's not like that today. No. I don't think so, anyway. No, no. No, from what I hear, you're, you're, you're bang on. We're going to keep going with your 11. So we'll go across the left back. Left back. Well, this one, I was in awe of him as a 12-year-old. And I was lucky enough to play with him. Um, not for long, but I was lucky enough to play with him. Um, and, was he an international? Um, was he an international? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. England? England, yeah. Sorry, yeah. Yeah. Go on, Marvin. I'm, 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 I mean, I haven't, I haven't, I didn't have him down. I'm going to say, because you said Kenny Sampson. Kenny Sampson's who I'd have gone for. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. 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 Yep. Yes. He, uh, he's been there for a while, hasn't he? Yeah, but I was, I played with him at Queen's Park Rangers. Right. Because he was at Palace before as well, wasn't he? From, from, yeah, that's where I knew him from when I, when I yeah. was at school. He was like, uh, obviously, a first-team player. And it's like what we were saying before, where I remember going, because I was like a busy schoolboy in the sense that I was cheeky. Do you know what I mean? As a, Coming from bricks and I was cheeky. There was You didn't have to invite me to fucking get into a man's conversation. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, but saying that, then something like, then you get brought down to earth very quickly. So I learned things from 13, 14 that you should have learned when you were like 18, 19, 20. So, but it was good. It was good. Do you know what I mean? So um, Kenny, I'll never forget when I went to uh, the London Five Asides, uh, used to be at Wembley yeah. and um, went there and like after the tournament, uh, Palace didn't win it, but he gave me a pair of, brand new Puma trainers, which you imagine like then it meant something, getting something from a professional footballer. Do you get what I'm trying to say? Yeah, right today, yeah. I don't think that <laughs> that the, the, the kids like a schoolboy would think, wow, that's something special. Do you know what I mean? They almost expect it. You see all the signs up at the games. Please can I have your shirt. Please can I have your shirt. It's a bit of a, yeah. It's, it's like it's like the game's eating itself. Do you know what I mean? And even with the supporters, surely the penny should drop to know that you're the most important thing. And especially with COVID, without supporters, football shit. Yeah, you might as yeah. well you might as well call yourself the dog and duck. You know what I mean? And play <laughs> Sunday league football. You know what I mean? So 
but the but the fans don't have, still haven't clicked to say well they could make a big difference. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, definitely. But Kenny, but Kenny's kind of helped you with some of that stuff, um, and obviously he went on to then do massive things with England and the Arsenal. Um, as yeah, well. and 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 it's a shame. It's a shame that like obviously with the drink and the the gambling. He's gone, mate. Do you know what I mean? And um, it's a shame because, you know, I don't think the football family sort of like looked after him with all his ability that he should have been training somewhere. Do you know what I mean? Or doing something. Because a lot of these guys, the old school guys, they need football, Marv. Yeah. They need to be around football. With me, I don't give two monkeys. You know what I mean? Like... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you know what I mean, brother? Like, when you're done, you're done. You know what I mean? That's my attitude. You know what I mean? And yeah, I'll go to a few games and like and people like drive, not drive you mad. Like, and sometimes I think, well, what do they really want to talk to me for? Do you know what I mean? Do you know? So I play it down more than looking at it as that I need it as a crutch. Nah, not for right. me, bro. Not for yeah. Me. But, yeah. But yeah, I, 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 I just, I, I, I just, I was going to say, I just want to jump, you mentioned earlier on about obviously being released from Palace, but like, you yeah. started up, so obviously they took you back again. What, what's that story? How's that story gone? How's that story go? It's it's funny, really, right? Because um, I was there from 11, and um, I, as I said, I was like a cheat, so I was cheeky. So everyone knew me from 11, from even that, all the pros knew me, do you know what I mean? Because like, you know, you go to the the... Um, uh, the games on a Saturday. <clears throat> so anyway, cut a long story short. Um, basically, I got released, but the guy who brought me there was a guy called Johnny Griffin. God rest his soul, he's dead now. Um, so Johnny Griffin went to Brentford with Freddie Callahan and Chopper Ronnie Harris. So I signed apprenticeship there, but obviously Brentford is in um, near Chiswick. Or uh, uh, Chiswick, and like I'm in Brixton, so I used to have to take a bus, which was a 37. And anyway, I used to come in late. And you know, back back in our time, yeah. like <laughs> you're late. If you're late, you're in trouble. Do you know what I mean? It's like madness. But but I done really well there. And they said to me, if you come late one more time, because me and Terry Rowe used to come late all the time when I used to stay at Terry Terry Rowe's in in the uh, Shepherd's Bush, we still used to come in late. So anyway, this one day, like, I've got on the bus and, like, the buses weren't the best back in the day. So anyway, I knew I was going to be, like, five minutes, ten minutes, say, not even ten minutes, maybe seven minutes late from the bus stop, right? So I walked, creep through the flats, right? Because there were some flats where you could walk through, which would get you at the back of where a pub was. And then you can then, like, get at the back of the stadium so they wouldn't see you walk through the main entrance, right? Anyway, I get caught. They say to me, that's it. They sent me packing. Do you know what I mean? At 16 and a half, I was devastated. So anyway, um, didn't do anything for about six months. And then um, I started playing football with my mates, which were much older than me. And they all were working for the TV Times magazine. So they used to play at King's Cross um, on a Tuesday. 
And I used to like it, right, after a while, because it used to be exciting. When we used to drive back, all the girls at King's Cross used to be lined up. <laughs> and so you'd have a laugh and a joke with them, like, you know what I mean, when you're driving by them, do you know what I mean? It's all cleaned up now, though. It's, <laughs> right? So anyway, so a lot of them played um, for Crimfy and Casuals, which was like uh, uh, like the most oldest profession, um, amateur side in the world. Do you right. know what I mean? Obviously, they're linked with the, the Corinthians in Brazil. So basically, I was like uh, playing on a Tuesday, and then on a Thursday, I would be playing for Corinthians Oltonians. So they would like play... Um, well, they they play like at like Oxford, right. all around like just like all like old fashioned games and that. And then Martin Tyler um, was playing for the uh, the vets, the TV uh, the, the TV commentators. So I was playing for the TV commentators. So if you go back, I'm going back 1982. <laughs> I was playing for the TV commentators, right? Gerald since thou, uh, yeah. So anyway, I got in with one of them. It was really nice. He lived in Wandsworth. My, uh, my, uh, Martin, I can't remember the guy's name, but anyway, he was a, he's, he's, there's two brothers. So then they said, listen, you should go and play for, go for the first team for Corinthian Casuals. So I went down there in Collier's Wood, smashed it up, and then the manager uh, put me in the first team. And that time I was playing up front. So... I played half a season and then um, I'd done really, really well. Scored about, I don't know, 16 goals at the back end of the season. Then we played a full season with the side and we got to the FA Cup first round, which we played Bristol City. So we we, we played them at Dulwich Hamlet. We drew, played the replay at Ashton Gate, got beat up 4-0. But in that time, there was whispers Charlton were interested in me. Uh, I think Charlton Millwall, right? Sorry, Andy, so, what age are you now? What age are you now at this, as this is happening? What oh, age are you? Uh, 17. I was seven, 18. The final season was 19. I was 19. So basically, from 16 and a half to, say, 17, yeah, I started playing, like, with all the powers. Like, it was nice, good football. They were all, like, like technical. It weren't all, like, kick and rush. These guys couldn't, you know what I mean, play. Yeah. And um, basically, I got to 19, and then um, we played Tottenham at Chesant training uh, training ground in a pre-season friendly. And uh, uh, Alex Stewart's dad was there, Mickey Stewart, because he was a part of Corinthian Casuals. Glenn Oddle was there, and um, it was, there was someone else there. But anyway, we played. I played against, you remember Danny Thomas? Yeah, 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 yeah. Danny, Danny yeah, Thomas, Danny, yeah. Uh, he played, well, can imagine at 19, I absolutely bullied the life out of him, right? And, uh, yeah, and um, I scored a couple of goals. And then there was a, it must have been just one radio station what done sport, and it was like a phone-in, and, they were, and someone was asking about young talent, and uh, Glenn Oddle was on the show, and Glenn Oddle said, I saw a guy playing uh, for Corinthian Casuals, his name's Andy Gray, blah, blah, blah. Unbelievable. This is the story that I was told, you know what I mean? Right. Like, later yeah. on. 
And then apparently Steve Koppel was coming from a game with Ron, Ron Nodes and they heard what he said. And at the time, Palace had no money. Do you know what I mean? That's when they went like from the team of the 80s right. to, no, to nothing. So they had no money. So any players they were looking for, it's non-league players. So then, um, yeah, he, then he came to watch me. I think I'd, I'd done some some mad try to score from the halfway line. And he said, and that, and he said that's what made me sign you straight. He, boom, they signed me. And basically, yeah, I went to Palace from there, got in the first team within two months, and the rest is history. Do you know what I mean? But but the moral of that is, it wasn't the case that I gave up. I was lucky to be playing football with people I enjoyed playing with. There was no pressure. Do you get what I'm trying to say? Yeah. So it, it was just nice to be playing with the, the these guys. So when all the years later, when I say to guys who get released, if you give up, well, you've got no chance of getting back in the game. But if you go and play, and now obviously non-league football's more refined now, isn't it? It's where mm. it, it, they can get a living and it's more professional than back in my day. Because back in my day, it was like you'd be having like a packet of Chris and a fag before the match. You know what I mean? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So it's completely different. But the moral is, you never give up, regardless right. of whatever whatever is happening today with the way today's football is. It's still you still can go back to the old ways, and basically, if you're fitter than somebody else and you're willing to go further than somebody else, then it doesn't matter how good he is. If he ain't got the ball, he can't do you damage. Do you know what I mean? So you know you know you know the yeah. the terminologies of it. Excellent. Yeah, no, awesome story. And yeah, it's a great message. I totally agree with you. So we're going to move to centre-backs. Over to you, Andy. Whichever one you want to do first. Centre-back, my... He, look, he looks like... He looks like a... Uh, <laughs> he looks like one of them apes. Uh, and he pulls the most horrible faces and he's the most nastiest person that you would... That you would wouldn't wish to play against when he when he's in that in that mood. I'm just going to throw a name out there, Neil Ruddock. Yeah, no. Oh, that's who I was going for as well. I agree with you, Marv. All right, I'm going to go for the other one then, Martin Keown. Yes. <laughs> at Villa, wasn't it? Was it at Villa? Yeah, but with Martin, right? Martin was one of them guys who had asked everybody how much you earn. What do you, what did that cost you? What you got this on? Why are you wearing this? Why are you wearing that? He was just the most. But do you know what? I don't even think he ever. He ever. I never. No. Let me rephrase this. I I don't think I ever saw him in a group. It was like he would be in. He would like be like say if I was sitting with Gary Thompson, and uh, and Tony Daly, he would come over. And he would just irritate you with the shit what comes out of his mouth, right? <laughs> and then he would go. So I don't think he has. I don't think he's got any mates, Martin. Seriously, I don't. Even up to today, when you even see him on TV, the way you can just see, you know, his eyes and the way he looks. Oh, yeah. But as a player, <laughs> unbelievable. But as a person, nah. I, I would. I wouldn't. I wouldn't have him around me, Gaff. I know that. That's the gods on his truth. But as a player, yeah, I'd have him in the trenches with me all day long. 
Yes. Oh, definitely. Was he like that in training? Was he a bit? Um, yeah. Was he always yeah. at it? The rash. The rash. Yeah. The rat. Yeah. The rat. He would. He, everyone would have. You would have to have a fight with him. It, it wouldn't be a day where somebody's like squaring up with him because the way he played is the way he trained. Yeah. And I remember the famous one against Van Nistelrooy where he gave away the penalty, didn't he? And then he was then he fully fronted up to him after it was saved. If you remember That's that him. one. Yeah. That that is Martin. That is it. The geezer, a hundred percent. You know what I mean. But and and if you look at him, the way he's done it, like I, I was just laughing to myself because, like, you think, yep, yeah, that's Martin. Do you know what I mean? So it wasn't him. That's just his character. That's just him. Interesting. So next to Martin Keown, have we got somebody who you would invite, Randy Gaff, or not? <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. He uh, another classic. Um, a uh, long-serving player, um, and basically he's, he's won the big prize on the European side, not the World Cup side. Ooh. Oh, that's thrown me. That's thrown me as well. Oh. He's won the prize. Of the- but not the World Cup side. Do you mean internationally or do you mean club? Club. I'm with, I'm, uh, game Abbott. Nah. Nah, he didn't win anything. He's a Tottenham player. They don't win anything. No, they, 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 they won the UEFA, didn't they? Back in the day, they did. I thought you were talking about. Oh, I got it. <laughs> Sol Campbell. Nah, not 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 the member. Nah. No. Did Paul McGrath win it? Did he play Villa? No, I didn't play with Paul McGrath. Yeah. Oh, this could be a good one. He won. What it. club was he with him at? Villa. Derek Mountfield? Nah, not him. When is it ever? Oh no, the villa's the villa's done me. Centre ass at Villa. Oh, I'm going old school now. Alan Evans. Yep. Yes. Oh, yep. Marvin, Marvin, Marvin. Yeah, he was um he had it, he had it all. Strong, um, good leader, um, had time for you. Um, yeah, I, I learned a lot from him, you know, and um I'd put him and I think Martin Keown learned a lot from him as well. So yeah, it would be uh, Alan Evans, top top man, top top man. Yeah, I mean, when so when you were at Villa, um, you played um, obviously in training and things like that. Who would you rather come up against, Keown or Evans, in in training and therefore in matches? Who would you rather be up against? Do you know what? I was one of them players. I, I it didn't bother yeah. it didn't bother me yeah. who I, I come up against because I, but but that but I, but I haven't got that persona. Off the pitch, you get what I'm saying. I, I was different. Like people, sort of like when they back in the day would say, "Oh, we thought you you would be like sort of like arrogant and this." I said, "No." I said, "When I walk across the white line, I'm a different animal. So bring it on." It's like it's, it's the environment you're brought up in. So I know bad boys. I know. So what I'm saying to you, it's like you're going on their field. You've got to be like them. So no, yeah. no, no nah, no worries. No, because enough times me and Keon was going to fight, even when we was abroad, like on holiday, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm, I'm running linen in like 90 degrees, like, and this guy's like taking the mickey out of me, me linen, what I'm getting from a Covent Garden. Do you know what I mean? So I'm, so he's kind of dissing my gear and I've got the right gear for the right weather. So, you know what I mean? I'm not backing down. <laughs> Fabulous. Awesome. Awesome. Um, so what we're going to do is we're going to pause it here 
and have a quick ad break. And then when we come back, we'll have Marvin's quick fire 60 seconds and the rest of Andy's My Best 11. Thanks for listening. If you haven't already, you can subscribe at My Best 11 Pod and leave us a five star rating. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at My Best 11 Pod. Email mybetterlivingpod at gmail.com. Welcome back to the second part of Andy Gray's My Best 11. So far, Nigel Spink, Richard Shaw, Kenny Sampson, Martin Keown, and Alan Evans. I'm going to hand straight over to Marv for Marv's 60 seconds. All right, Andy. Favourite of a sport? Snooker. Golden goal or penalty shootout? Penalty shootout. Pele or Maradona? Pele. Best player you've seen live? Uh, oh, uh, the real Ronaldo. All right. Fish and chips, pie and chips or pasta? Fish and chips. Team you supported as a kid? Palace. Okay. Um, best ground you've played at? Wembley. VAR or no VAR? No VAR. Funniest player? Paul Gascoigne. Bundesliga, La Liga or Syria for quality? Bundesliga. Uh, one more, Marvin. All right. Favourite holiday destination? Uh, Jamaica. Oh, interesting. You picked out Gaza as the funniest guy. Yeah, I assume that's related to your time with England um, and time playing for them. You got your cap for England um, under Graham Taylor. What was... Just talk us through how it's always. I find it really interesting how players get told, especially in the '90s, where you flick on teletext and it pops up. Or did you get the phone call the day before, or the mat, or your manager at the time told you? How did it was happen? There, yeah, was there was there rumours? Did you know? Was you in great form? Was it something which you thought, oh, well, well, I'm not being big headed here, but that season I was on fire and I got sent off against Chelsea at. Sellers Park with Dennis Wise. I don't know why the hell he tried to like have it with me, but he did. Um, and anyway, we both got sent off. He got a little slap in the the in the tunnel from me. I went to Browns waiting for him because I knew he was a good friend of Jake's to sort of like you know end this kind of madness. What he kept because every time I played against him, he always because he knew I was fiery. He thought he could like, but listen, it's like a fly, swatting a fly, yeah. So, you know, so basically that scenario, I went, I went, I didn't even have a shower. I just got in my car, went straight to Browns in Covent Garden, waiting for him. He didn't turn up, right? So that season, I was on fire. So anyway, got me banned, kept playing, good. The Friday before we were going to play Liverpool. On the Friday night, sorry, on the Thursday night, I was touch and go if I was going to make the trip to Liverpool because I had a bad cold. So the gaffer said to me, Andy, listen, what you do, I'm going to give you till Friday. So he said, don't come in to train, just get on the bus, like, say, one o'clock, come to the training ground at one o'clock. So I felt a little bit better, slept on the bus to Liverpool, Anyway, played. We beat them 2-1. I had, I had a good game. I come off in the 87, <clears throat> 87th minute. So anyway, so and Michelle and all that. 
And you know, in Liverpool, like the um, you got to walk past the boot room to get to the players' lounge. So I'm in the players' lounge, and the kit man, kit, uh, kit, um, Spike said, "Andy, the uh, the gaffer wants to speak to you." So I walk past the players' lounge. Sorry, the the boot the boot room of Liverpool, and like I just glanced, just glanced in there, and I saw Graham Taylor like uh, sitting there with. Uh, I don't even know who the manager was then. I've done if it's Kenny Dalglish. I think yeah, it was it was Kenny Dalglish. Yeah. So anyway, so I walked by there. I've gone to our dressing room, and uh, couple said uh, Graham Taylor wants to speak to you. I said what for? I said just go. He's in the boot room. So I walked in the boot room, and um, basically he said to me, uh, "Well done. We've been watching you for ages. You've calmed down. Blah blah blah. You can be trusted." And, um, yeah, you've been picked. And then he said, come to Lancaster Gate on the Monday. So I went there after training. But it's funny because when I went to the reception, I said, um, oh, 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 I'm here to see Mr. Graham Taylor. Um, My name's Andy Gray. So she's looked like on his appointment thing. My name's not down. So I thought, did I get a a punctage? (laughs) So I said to her, ring the man. (laughs) <laughs> right? So she rang him. Oh, I've got Mr. Andy Gray did it. So anyway, I went upstairs. I was there with uh, Laurie McMenamin and uh, basically he said, I'll be playing. He said, don't say anything to anybody. Um, you are starting the match. So it was mad, Marv, because it's like from getting released at 16 and getting to, I think I was 23, 23 and I've sort of like gone from the bottom to the top something in me and that week when we trained I was on fire seriously Uh, I was like and then when the game come I had a slight hamstring but I'm not even using it as an excuse but basically the game didn't go my way but all my attention to football was like just playing hard not rushing and remember when I go back to when I said enjoying it yeah. and just playing natural, I put so much pressure on myself, right, that I lost my game. And I don't really talk about it much, but that was like the end of my career, personally. Do you know what I mean? Even though after that, when at Palace, cause, and then things went kind of mad at Palace where like, like I was just like being angry with everybody they sold. I said, I want to leave. No, you can't leave. I said, I'm frigging leaving. And then basically got tapped up by Terry Venables for Tottenham. And but it was on it was on the strength of all what I built, what got me to move to Tottenham. Do you know what I mean? Because like right. I had a reputation. And when I went there, I was I was garbage. Just still trying. I just lost that that. I just lost that kind of, um, how can I say it? I just lost what got me there. I didn't right. know how to, I didn't know how to kind of, to sort of like go two steps forward because I was at the top of the tree and I kept falling, but I didn't know how to stop the fall to get me back. You know, not even to the top of the tree, but to right. that level where, Boom, boom. You know, the seven out of 10, seven out of 10, seven out of 10. And I haven't really kind of spoke about that to anybody in the sense, really. Do you know what I mean? 
So that's no. why when I go back with the conversation, when I say I'm not one of them players who would sort of like um, go downhill because of not having football, because I know the two sides of it. It's a beautiful, it's beautiful. Listen, when, when everything's going right for you, everyone's there, bruv. You know that. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Everybody loves the party, but no one wants to go to the funeral. Because mm. you know the maddest thing, and I, uh, and this is this should be in a movie, right? It's like you imagine, right? I get the call, and it's all it's all like out there in the media. Andy Gray's been picked for England. Well, when I tell you, when I got home, Marv, maybe I got home. Say if I got home at say two o'clock. From two o'clock until it got dark, the phone kept ringing. So if like Marv rang up, oh congratulations, Andy, boom, all right, boom, down. Ring, ring, uh, ring, ring, ring. Marv, it was right. mad. Absolute mad, right? When the game didn't go so well for me, and when no, I went no. back home, it, that phone, bro, if it rang four times, I was lucky. <laughs> no, yeah. no, I, I, I hear you. And I mean, it's interesting to hear you um, speak about that, and thank you for speaking about it. I mean, you, you say the fun. Remember the fun you enjoyed? Because you was 23, Maybe you, you you couldn't switch the light back on to think, you know what, F that. I'm going to play the way how I was back towards the street sort of way where I was free, felt free. I'm going to play. You didn't have the, maybe it was just too much pressure from the outside of people like wanting a piece of you that you couldn't judge in your head. I need to go back to this and be real again sort of thing. No, no, absolutely. And I mean, like, I, I criticise psychologists and all that, but, if I would have had somebody to sort of like sit me down and say, Andy, what are you driving yourself mad for? At the end of the day, you got to the top of the tree. You got to the top of the tree naturally. You didn't like get there uh, uh, with chemicals. You got there naturally. So at the end of the day, if you fell, you fell down. It's like snakes and ladders. You fell down a couple. Yeah. You still got the dice to go. But I didn't add that, Marv. All it was, it was like trying to, like, because then all of a sudden this like, like, how can I put It's like you're kind of like people are looking at you when I've got there, like you're superhuman sort of thing. And then you, and but you know that they've done that because of like what you've done on the pitch, not nothing else. Right. Mm. And then all of a sudden, when it kind of went a bit kind of north, like you're thinking, I wonder if they're judging me where I shouldn't have, where now? I don't no. give a monkey, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, but I wish I would have had that then. So when I, like it's like when I talk to players, and I just tell them, listen, everyone wants you when you're hot. <laughs> when you're cold, believe me, they will not be about. So therefore, you got to be a certain. You got to treat somebody in a certain way to say, well, you know what? I know you're gonna you're gonna like want to leave me or do something wrong to me, or or not include me when I'm not hot. So therefore, I'm gonna treat you in that way yeah. when I'm hot. Yeah. Do you get what I'm trying to say? Because it's so yeah. easy to let people in when everything's going well for you. Yeah, no, definitely. Mm. What did Graham, did Graham Taylor speak to you about that game? Because obviously no. he'd been your no. coach. Because he was your coach at Villa before that, wasn't he? Yeah. But no, he didn't. Because I, I, all these years later, like I, I think about, I thought about it because he died. And um, I wish I would have, spoke to him and sort of like said to him, Gaffer, why didn't you um, like call me and basically um, 
you know, just say to me, everything was going to be all right. I never, I never got them words. And I understand when players go off the row and they drink, they take drugs and all that. But you've got to have an inner strength to say, well, you know, if you don't get them words, you can't drink or take drugs or do mad things to, to get, to sort of like get them words through going into mad scenarios. You know what I mean? It's, it's like, that's something like in, in, in me now that I would never get. I would never get that phone call from him saying that. But then I look at his scenario, I'm thinking, well, he was under a lot of pressure. Um, and it's, it's a dog-eat-dog world. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Definitely. And especially after what happened a couple of years later at the World Cup qualifier. So, no, I get what you're saying. Yeah. Um, we're going to move to your, keep going with your best 11 um, on this. So, where do you want to start? Left wing, right wing? How are you planning? Wingers or midfielders? Wingers. Two wingers now. So, where do you want to go? Right or left? Left. Um, this winger that I'm choosing, I saw him play when I was... He's not that much older than me, <laughs> but he was playing first-team football when I was drinking pints of lager with me mates on a Tuesday looking at the birds at King's Cross. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think now how old he is. I'm just going to throw out Andy Sinton. Nah, man. Okay. Sinton was mostly in the pub with me because he... <laughs> uh, Go on, Andrew. Go on, Andrew. Say your one. Who are you thinking? How old was Salako? Nah. Younger, nah, not Salako. Salako. else's wingers. Was this at your palace days? I assume, yeah? Nope. No. Ooh. Ooh. Oh. So he was older than you, though? Maybe by a couple of years. No. Couldn't have been more than two years. But he played first-team football very, very early. I'm going to throw in Mark Walters. Yes. Wally. Wally Walters. Quality player. I mean, yeah, they, they talk about... Today's play, but he, he had everything, you know, had everything. Uh, I mean, he used to have a party trick where the goalkeeper would kick it from a goal kick and he would do a Cruyff from out of the air. Just mad, mad skills. And he went on from Villa to Liv- no, Liverpool. He from- he Liverpool, no, Liverpool, yeah, no, but no, was it somewhere else before he went oh. from Villa? I don't think he went straight to Liverpool from Villa, did he not? I'm not sure. I know he was at Rangers. He went to Rangers, didn't he, as well? Yeah, he went to, yeah, he went to Rangers. But proper, proper player. And funny enough, the first night when I stayed uh, on the Friday night, he come to introduce himself because he was basically injured. Uh, and, yeah, he, he was one of the first ones to sort of like, um, like welcome me to the club, you know, went out of his way to come to the hotel so yeah, nah, Mark Waters. Proper. I'm funny enough you saying that, Andy, about the, the the trick about the Cruyff. I think um, for me, I think when I watched Match of the Day, I mean, everyone knows who Cruyff is, but he was. I think Walters was the first time person I saw do a Cruyff on Match of the Day, and that was my little. I used to go out and try it in the when I was playing in the county, the school teams, and yeah. he was the yeah. first person I saw. Whoa, 
I like that. Yeah. It's all like running away in one direction. He's turned and everyone's gone yeah. that way and he's gone that yeah. way. And I thought, yeah. oh, I'm going to use that one. He was the first yeah. person I sort of like saw do the Cruyff. Yeah, that, that was his party trick. Mad, his mad skill. Like, come out, it's coming like from from Mars, the ball, and boom, it, it do you with the Cruyff. Like, pfft, unbelievable. Fantastic. So who's on the right wing? The right wing. Uh, do you know what? I'm struggling for a right winger because... He goes Spursy? He goes Spursy? I mean, no. I can think of one. I don't mean... I, I can think of a young kid at Spurs or a couple of young kids at Spurs. What, who played at Portsmouth? No, 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 no. He, he, no, no not, he not Nicky Barnby. I'm not talking Nicky Barnby. No, you're no. talking about uh, Darren Anderton. Darren Anderton, yeah. I'm thinking of, yeah. Yeah. No, no, Darren seriously, Darren struggled at, at Tottenham and he'd be the first to tell it tell you that I was one of the first to put my arm around the guy and sort of like and he did become a great player in the yeah. end. Mm. But at the beginning his his confidence was shot. I mean, he used to have like some skinny bird and like he used to run run the roost, you know what I mean? And like you know, one of them country boys, you know what I mean? That get a first little taste and like is in love and yeah. <laughs> but he lodged her after he got his after they dropped. Do you know what I mean, Mark? <laughs> she got the wayside. Um I'm struggling on a right winger, you know, seriously, oh, because Daily? Nah, Tony Tony wasn't no. No, Tony was a poor man. Mark Waters, and then Tony became good late 90s. You know what I mean? Where Tony kind of... um, Well, players you play with at the end of your career, Timmy Cahill, from out this way? No, but Timmy was... No, Timmy was one of them um, old-fashioned getting in the the box late, and um, the game changed, and it it, it changed to his sort of... Because he never really done no defending, Tim. It was like... Get in the box late, didn't really have any responsibility. So he was like, he was a he was a hybrid of a, a Stuart McCall who used to play for Bradford, yeah. Glasgow Rangers, Rangers, and Everton. Oh, we, can, we, we can lead nicely into your time in Spain. Well, there must have been what about a right winger from there? Anyone the two years you were there in Spain? Oh no, mate, I hated them all out there. I hated them. <laughs> they were horrible. You was there for oh. two years, and why stay there for more than six months? Because it's Marbella. Oh, yeah, no, no, because because the the Pesetas was quite good back then. Good exchange rate. <laughs> and Marbella's Marbella, and Puerto Banus is Puerto Banus. It's probably why. Exactly. Um, <laughs> awesome. So, so right wing, we haven't got anybody yet. Yeah, right are you, gonna, you can always you're gonna no, I won't say him in case you're chucking him elsewhere in the team. Um, Eddie McGoldrick do you know what I will give it to Eddie because I'll tell you why because when we all left he became a superstar Eddie McGoldrick at Palace and then he went and then he got the move to Arsenal yeah so I think he needed I think he needed me righty and brighty out of his ears because um, yeah I think we, we threw a lot of F's and B's at him you know and C's so yeah, I would give it to I would give it to Eddie McGoldrick. Yeah, I'd put him there because he done really well for the Republic of Ireland as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bit of a bit of a strange move for him when he went to the Arsenal. Obviously, George Graham and move, and Graham moving away pretty quick. It kind of stalled his career a little bit, didn't it, for a little while? Y- yeah, but oh, like and then Marvel, he kicked on again. Yeah, but Marvel say sometimes it's better the devil you know 
yeah. at football at football club at football teams. You know, the grass isn't greener on the other side, and it really isn't. I mean, do you know what? If if I was really honest with myself, which I am all the time, I should never have left Crystal Palace because that was something what was embedded in me from eleven year old and loving being there and like for them like some some days they would like say what are you doing here you shouldn't be here and it's one of them like you know it's I grew up I grew up there do you know what I mean and like being there with all the players like Peter Nicholas Jerry Murphy Vince Lear I mean Vince didn't Vince used to hate me when I was a kid because like I was so cheeky and like he's from East London I'm from South London he was maybe three years older than me. He didn't have time for me, where someone like Terry Fennick and Peter Nicholas did. John Burridge did. Do you know what I mean? I used to stay at John's house. Do you know what I mean? Um, uh, so, yeah, I mean, if I really look back and be honest with myself, I should never really have left there. But in them times, people would treat you like you was, a, like you was something off their shoe. You know what I mean? And and like you had to prove, like, and the, the only way I proved to them was by, they, they always used to say, no one's going to take you, no one's going to take you, no one's going to take you, you know what I mean? Just to put you down. But you, you put, you're putting in tens, ten tens for them on a Saturday, do you know what I mean? And then in, in the week, they're abusing you because, you, you know what I mean? And then all of a sudden, when you hear a, a side wanting you, you think, all right, no one's going to want me, I'll show you. So... That's what when like basically why I kind of I left because basically I had to prove to them and then obviously they brought me back and then I left again and then they wanted to bring me back again and I said no. Do you know what I mean? Where really and truly I should have said yes. And you know who took my place um, at that time was Paul Stewart. Right. Yeah. Ever and then yeah. No, no. Uh, he went to Liverpool after that. Yes, he did, yeah. So that revived him from... Uh, oh, sorry. No, he went to Liverpool and then uh, Alan, Alan Smith wanted me to come back. I said no. Then Paul Stewart... They, then they got Paul Stewart from... Um, Ever, uh, sorry, uh, Liverpool and he done really well and that kind of revived him back. And I think that's when Stan Collymore was at Nottingham Forest. That's the year where he smashed it. Yeah, right. in the in, in is it championship? No, it's called whatever it was in yeah division whatever one. It was, first, yeah. Divi- first division or second division under Frank Clark. Yeah, Frank Clark. Yeah. So yeah, so sometimes you know you can make moves that are not right for you and can be detrimental for you. Do you know what I mean? Because it's it's a mind game. Football. It's a mind game. You know. And like, if you're set in your ways and you've got your, it's like Tiger Woods at one stage, the geezer was doing madness and like all different birds and that. And well, the stories they were saying, he was doing it on tournaments, whatever. And as soon as he got caught, he lost his power. So you would have thought, <laughs> well, <laughs> you better get back on the old pool nub. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't know, but. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, we're going to move to central midfield. So, who's in your central midfield? Some cracking players. Well, I'm I'm going to go to the. We spoke about this one. Um, the Jewelry, the Jewelry man. Yeah. Yeah. Has to be in. If you, yeah. if anybody's even been in the same room, I think he goes into their best eleven. To be honest. Yeah. Um, 
it well, you know who it is anyway. So I say it's, it's Paul Gascoigne. I played, I played with him for the under twenty ones against Scotland, and uh, Dave Sexton was our manager, and it was just a seriously, it was just a pleasure. All I was doing was like winning the ball and giving it to him, and he was just running through, and basically Venice said that's why he signed me because I was at Villa at the time and that was mad how I got the call up for the under 21s. Um, Graham Taylor's come round my flat at um, seven o'clock at night, night before on a Tuesday night, it was, he came to the flat and he's knocked the door and my girlfriend at the time has answered it. And I said, who is it? She said, it's your manager. I thought, what have I done? You know what I mean? Cause I will obviously, I've, I've got a bit of a, I've got, I've got a bit of a reputation to keep up, you know what I mean? So I'm thinking, what have I done wrong? So anyway, he's come in and he's gone, um, uh, Andy, have you got your passport? Oh, passport? Uh, because uh, you'll need it because you need to go to Nottingham Hotel, the Swallow Hotel in Nottingham, whatever, and join up with the under-21s. Um, so I said to him, no, because I just moved to Villa, so maybe just three months before. So anyway, I had to go drive all the way to London the same night, all the way from London, from Birmingham to London, from London to Nottingham, then right to the hotel, had my sleep. Do you know what? I think I was sharing with Martin as well, because no one would share with him. So basically, I was, I was in Martin. <laughs> so anyway, we've trained in the morning. It was good. They said what the side's going to be. Obviously, I was playing because uh, Paul Davis got injured. Because remember, Paul used to be the overage yep. player. Right. Him and Michael Thomas. But it was more Paul Davis who um, who pulled out injured. So anyway, I played and like done really, really well. Me and Gazza, we beat Scotland uh, 2-0 or 2-1. And um, yeah, uh, Venable said when he signed me, he said, I wanted you and Gazza's combination. But that summer, Graham Taylor wouldn't sell me because I had Ted Buxton ringing me up in the summer, tapping me, said, do you want to come? Do you want to come? Do you want to come to Spurs, boy? Yeah, you wouldn't think not. Do you know what I mean? So, uh, yeah. And then, obviously, a few years later, then I did eventually go to Tottenham um, via Palace. Yeah. And, and then you were under some other people like Ozzy Ardiles down there. Yeah, but to be honest with you, Ozzy, it's funny, you know, because um, when Ozzy took over, I played with Ozzy at Queen's Park Rangers and um, I used to drop Ozzy off after training. Ozzy used to go to a cafe across the road from Arids, right? So, like, there's me, like, trying to pick Ozzy's brain, like, talking about football and all that. And... Um, we used to have like good conversations, whatever much English that he could speak then. So anyway, when he became manager of uh, Tottenham, I'm thinking, well, I'm sweet here. Do you know what I mean? Like I'm, <laughs> I've got on with him at Queen's Park Rangers, blah, blah, blah. He just went the opposite with me. Do you know what I mean? He just sort of like put me out to part pasture. But eventually I won him over because his favourite was Vinny. Vinny Samways was... Uh, Ozzy's favourite. So Ozzy used to say to him before I won him over, you better stop hanging around with Andy because it, it'd be no good for you. Do you know what I mean? But little did he know it was the other way. <laughs> the other way. 
but yeah, um, yeah. So basically, like Aussie, yeah. Uh, I'm not a great lover of Aussie Ardilis, to be quite honest with you. Do you know what I mean? But what a great player he was, Aussie. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, I can't, yeah. I can't take that away from people if they're good at something. Then I'm I'm sort of like championing them to the top. But as human beings, if they're rubbish, I'll tell you that they're crap. You know what I mean? Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. People love a bit of honesty. So next to Gaza, who is it? Me. Good. Yes. Yes, me. Because what I would bring to the party, I would I, I would do all the demolition work and I would just give it to the cleaner. It would just do the, you know? <laughs> I'd just give it to the cleaner. And he will just make it look right, you know? You know, or, or I call him the painter and decorator, you know what I mean? The interior designer. So, yeah. Excellent. Be... So you so you pick yourself and him after and I tell him or me? Well, that he, well, he's the first. But, well, if I had, if I was a betting man and I and we put all the guests lined up, I would say, yeah, Andy would pick himself. I would. I don't know why. I would, I'd say he would pick he, he's a, You're the first person to pick yourself. Yeah, but that's but but Marv, that's the difference between all the players back in the day where a lot of them are conditioned. I'm not conditioned, you know what I mean? So I know, yeah. at, the, at, the, at the end of the day, it's like somebody it's like it's like somebody uh, like me buying someone a birthday cake. Well, I'm getting a piece of that cake before I leave. <laughs> You're not gonna buy a cake you don't like. That's just stupid. No, that's not the point. It's not about the uh no. About a cake I don't like. The, the point is, if I buy you a birthday cake, right, and if you're not cutting that cake, I'm staying at your house until you cut that cake. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. And and the team around you with Mark Waters, Eddie McGoldrick and Gaza, the combination from what I've seen when you played, it would be fantastic to play with. Yeah, because I could take a... I could take a lot of the load and like do a lot of damage and uh, a few of the opposition to let my guys do what they what they're best at. Where did you prefer to play? Like you said, you played up front for a while, and you've also played obviously mainly in central mid. Where do you? Pref- where was your favourite? You know what? I I class my I class myself as a footballer, a profession. I was a professional footballer, so basically I could play out wide, up front, midfield. I could I could play centre half, but my angles wouldn't be thing wouldn't be. Um, I would need somebody orchestrating me. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, left back, no. Right back, no. So I would class myself as a, a football a football player who could play football in multiple positions. Where I think that's frowned upon because they use the label as utility. Nah, it's not utility. It's like you know, if you're a, a plasterer and you can do brickwork, you're a builder. Yeah. Do you know what yeah, I mean? You can do yeah. more than one job. So you're a builder. But there you seems know? to be a bit of stigma attached to it in, in football. Yeah. Especially in the I, modern day world as well. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, <clears throat> if, it, listen, if someone calls somebody a utility player, I would say, don't use utility. Call me a football player. Because if you're asking me to play in multiple positions, Ain't that good? And you can do it as well. Yeah. You can you can play it in position as well. No, definitely. Definitely. So up to the to the strike force up front for your eleven. Who are you picking up front? I'm going 
for a big man. And he was the original bad boy, um, soft as a kitten off the pitch. But when he, when he, uh, when he played, hard as nails, hard as nails. Didn't get it. And, and to be fair to him, he didn't get a lot, the, the maddest props that he should have got. Mm. Um, was this at Palace? Oh, didn't get the, that rules out a few. Oh. oh. All right. How big, was, how big was Neil Harris? No. No, nah, Neil, Neil, Neil would have been at school watching yeah. Grey Wolf. <laughs> All right, so which year? All right, so which year are we oh, talking? I'm talking. Is, was it? I got, I got him. Was he Scottish? No, nah. I was thinking of Alan McNally. Uh, Man, Alan McNally. McNally. No, Matt Macca came came on late, and he wasn't. He wasn't strong. He was strong runner with the ball, but he wasn't like he didn't like. Listen, he wouldn't go 60, 40 headers and all that. But this player would. All right, great players, was big it, was, players. I'm gonna go Stan Collymore. Nah, you're joking. Stan was in the in the car park, mate, watching you. No, Stan weren't no sixty was, forty. Player. Was he an international? I think he got to under twenty three levels. So that's how far I'm going back. And I played with him. And it wasn't a Palace. No, wasn't Tottenham. Wasn't Queens Park Rangers. Oh, it was Villa. Yep. Oh, big man. Big. This is the big man thing that's totally done, mate. But we've got to think back to the times with like Gordon Cowns, them times, is it? Gordon Cowns, Tony Morley, Gary Shaw. No, that's a bit before, too early, too early. No, he, he did play with Shawsy, yeah. But Shaw's he, he did play with Shawsy. And he played, he played not not Bertles, Gary Bertles. No, no, no. He played for three Midland clubs. Nah, man. Three Midland clubs. Give me the other clubs, the other Midland clubs. Coventry and West Brom. Well, big, not big Cyril. No, nah, not C. Nah, not C. God bless him. I mean, because he's a Villa and Coventry and West Brom. West Brom, yeah, yeah. Nah. No, nah, you've done, you've done us. Gonna... You've done us. Go on, oh, Andy. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on, hold on. Villa, you said yes? Yeah. West Brom? Yeah. And Coventry? Yeah. Man. No. Got him. Gary Thompson. Oh my God, how have I not got that? Yeah. Marvin. I know, you'd have got that. Proper, proper, <laughs> proper old school yeah. set. Listen, that guy, unbelievable. One of, the, one of the nicest men you'd meet off the pitch. Mild as anything, but man, when tough. he played, yeah, proper, proper tough. I, I, would put, I, I would put him up there as tough as that Billy Whitehurst. Right. And he was a thug. I mean, he was a proper kind of old school, like, look at you, like, want to take yeah. your head off if he's had a sniff of beer on him, you know what I mean? Like, old school, old school. Awesome. So we've got Gary Thompson. Who's next to Gary? We might have mentioned him already. Yeah, you have mentioned him already. Um and them two did play together with me at Palace. And in fact, he kept Brighty out of the side, Tomo did. So you go Mark Bright? No, no. No. The other Tomo, one. Tomo kept. Oh, all right, I'm with Tomo, you now. Yeah. Tomo, right, okay. Tomo kept Brighty out. You're going, you're going righty then? Yes. Yeah. Mr. Goalpoacher himself. 
Yeah. Well, <clears throat> Ian... yeah, actually, you know what? That's not fair. He's he's a much better footballer than I think people give him credit for. No, he, Ian had the lot. Ian was Ian was a great a great striker. He could uh, score goals. He was brave. Um, and if you wound him up, then that's when the best came out of him. And he would he learned he learned. He learned his trade very, very quickly from getting in late. He learned his trade very quickly. And, um, yeah, he, he deserves everything that he's got. And, uh, yeah, but he, he's, um, yeah, he's a funny guy. Um, yeah, and a great player. Good goal scorer. Very, very good goal scorer. Top. So that would... I was going to say, um, I mean, I mean I, I'm, I'm a young kid now and I'm like 18, 19 or whatever it is. And I broke into the Luton first team. And I remember when you guys were, I think you, you won Division 2. and But we played you in a, in a similar cup. And this is the first time now I've yes, come up against. I remember, like, I remember, right, I remember that. Do you remember it? I remember that game, right? That was at Sellers Park. And me and him yes. got taken off. Um, we beat you. In fact, I Four. think I had a good game. Four, 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 zero. I think I think they got two each, and this is a, and I'm thinking now because obviously, I mean, I've played a few games, not that many in the first team. Like Luton played it like like Arsenal and all that, but now yeah. coming down, I'm thinking I'm eighteen, nineteen. I'm coming down playing against Crystal Palace because back in the day, you know, it's like there was not as much media. So Division One, Division Two, Division Three, Division Four. So I'm thinking, oh, at least I might get like a. Because of second division, a bit lower level, sort of thing. I yeah. might, even though I'm 19, I think I might have a little bit of a comfortable game, sort of thing. Oh my gosh, it's a, probably the most terrorized I've ever been by two forwards, a whole team. Because obviously, in the tunnel and all that, it's literally, it, it was, it was scary. Do you know what I mean? And we yeah. had like proper pros. Like I don't know if you remember Randy, but I'm, I'm not sure if it was. Something happened in the tunnel. I don't know. It, kicked, it, it sort of like kicked off. It was very intimidating. And we had some of our grown men. Obviously, I was 18, 19. Were backing down against. And I'm thinking, <laughs> these guys, like literally, they're going to get promoted and come up. They're going to tear. And I was happy to see, obviously, as the years went by, that what Bright and Bright did to other seasoned pros. And I was only a kid. Yeah. I mean, so I, I mean, I learned a lot. Obviously. From from playing in that game because it was like a it's like having a debut again. It was like a baptism of fire. And I just want to ask you the question, like, because it looked like you guys literally were given the freedom to, like, you know what I mean, within the rules of the game. But you like were playing just how you wanted to, like, like you was playing on the Sunday league. It was like you were so free. Yeah, 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 but see that that come over time because when when we were all put together and. Copple still had some of the old pros like your Jim Cannons, your George Woods, Mickey Droys, Trevor A. Lot. That you might as well say BMP. Do you know what I mean? Like your Tommy Robinsons of football back then. Do you know what I mean? And like if we came in and we done, we were different. We wore like a bright jumper. They would like rip the ass, and then we would like stand up to ourselves and say, "What are you on about?" Like, what do you know about, you know what I mean? So they would take that as being cheeky. So we had to fight within the club to gain respect, not just on the pitch. Right. Because them guys knew 
like the old pros that we like on the pitch we were fine, but it was off the pitch that was the problem. So when you when I um, hear about kick racism out of football and that it's all rubbish because at the end of the day, you know we're all different. So if you think these guys like Jim Cannon coming from Glasgow, right? So Jim would have been what, say, ten years older than me. So what's he know about sort of like young cheeky black guys? You know what I mean? Like, he don't know nothing. All he all he knows is what he knows. So yeah. and they feel intimidated. You know what I mean? So you've got Trevor Aylock coming from the East End of London. Do you know what I mean? I don't think he he would have had a black friend as a kid. <laughs> you know what I mean? So a lot of it, a lot of it's like. Uh, a lot of people are making money on a on a situation where, like, just treat somebody how you want to be treated. Right. That's all it really boils down to, Marv. Do you know what I mean? Not commissions. Like, mm. so if someone treats you with disrespect, well, you're not going to give him respect, are you? White, black, or Chinese. You're going to tell him to jog on. But I don't know. But listen, my the way I, I look at things and the way I do things, people think, well... Andy, it's not that simple. Well, it is simple. But why should it be complicated? Do you know what I mean? Either you like someone or you don't like somebody. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? True. I don't know. I don't know. No, I totally agree. Totally agree. Yeah. Marvin, over to you for a final question. So, yes, Andy. So which manager is going to be the one to lead this illustrious 11 of yours, with you included, be able to handle the personalities? I would say... Steve Koppel, the most coolest guy. Yeah, no, I totally agree with you. Totally agree with you. Well, I want to say on behalf of myself and Marvin as well, thank you so much for your time. And um, hope everybody listening enjoyed that. And that was Andy Gray's My Best 11. 